how long gone uh, a disgusting snow-filled wintry mixed day in New York City. Jason, what's going on with you? Oh, me. It's it's actually very nice and sunny here. Yeah. No rain. It's kind of upper 60s, so it's not you don't need to layer up like you can do a little, but if you just have a t-shirt and shorts, it's totally fine. You'd love <laughs> that's okay it. Okay, too. Yeah, yeah that's you... okay too if you don't have a layer. But yeah, it's good. I just I just left uh, left the gym. I had um Liquid IV has a new or at least it's new to me. They have like an energy liquid IV like it gives you the recovery but it also has some some go-go juice in it I don't know what it is caffeine or taurine or something pre-workout but it gets it gets you quite jazzed up I had half a bag and I'm I'm kind of tweaking <laughs> okay so you're tweaking right now <laughs> off the new liquid IV what flavor did we go with I didn't go with it it just it just appeared I, I think I think Carolyn got it at in a Costco fever dream or something, <laughs> but I, I think the flavor <laughs> might be tropical. Okay, so tropical, which is one of the one of those kind of uh, <laughs> flavors that you can't really pin down what that tastes like. It's like with saying something tastes red. You know, it doesn't. That's right. It don't really. That's right. It's tropical. It means I would say pineapple could be one of yeah. the hero yeah. flavors. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But yeah, it's it's a it's a mixed bag. But yeah, it's something about it, even just having half a little baggie and also me being a person who drinks a you know, a straight thick black cup of coffee every single morning just to feel something. I'm I'm no stranger to caffeine, but I'm I think it's like a new mm -hmm. it's like it's because it's different. It's, different. it's, it's different. like it's like a different strain. Like when you get <laughs> different strain. <laughs> to me it's like um it, you know, it's like too clean when you're like, Oh, I don't drink coffee. Um, I just get all my caffeine from my powdered caffeine or I don't smoke cigarettes. I, I do Zin mm -hmm. and it's it's the same kind of vibe where it, it's it maybe too clean. Yeah, yeah. Like when you go to someone's house and it's too clean and you're like, mm, yeah, I don't good. You can't can't fully trust that. Well, I'm glad you're, yeah, you can't trust it. I'm glad you're zooted a lot to talk about. We had the Emmys last night. Uh, yeah. The bear swept. I think Eben might be the first. How long gone guest to win an Emmy? Um, well, Maddie Matheson. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Eben won his. No, e I know. Eben won his own. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about actors. I mean, actors. Ma Maddie. No, look. I don't want to take away from Maddie. He's an actor. He gave the speech. I mean, they they elect him to give the speech. That's big. Yeah. Couldn't believe they they won everything. He's definitely at least he's an actor now. He's got the hardware back in Saskatoon, so you know can't <laughs> yeah, tell me I, nothing. When I pull up to fucking Fort Erie with my fucking Emmy, it's gonna be a movie. Emmy. Yeah, that's that's the name of his <laughs> his stepdaughter. Emmy, get down. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was very emotional watching. For me, watching the bear, and for my wife, watching beef sweep everything. It was a, it was a beefy berry presentation. It was one of those things where uh, I was thinking about this, where sometimes, like whatever the powers that be, or like this movie or this show or whatever, is so annoyingly good and popular. I'm going to love bomb them with too many awards. So then the public opinion of this is like, oh, those are like that's like that annoying fucking cooking show. Or that annoying fucking Asian guy show where they won all the awards, blah blah blah. You know, you know, sure, what, of you course. Know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. I would say that that is what happened with beef, but go ahead. <laughs> but I guess more so, like, was it intentional to do that with dubious intentions? No, no, to no, love no. bomb. I, but I think that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> like, depending on you know what it, I mean. I think that when there's things that just take over the 
zeitgeist it's kind of impossible to ignore where some year yeah where some years is probably more fractured you know what i mean where it's like oh that was pretty good this was pretty good you know but there's things yeah. that stick around it, it's kind of like good form to give the award to the show or the old nick the old actor or the shows you know it was their last season so give it to them and not the young new show because they're going to have another chance for the next 20 years whenever they when they when they're like they snub the old guy on the show or the old classic actress on the show that's been around forever in favor of the flavor of the week that feels like it could piss people off but i'll then i was watching the in memoriam segment beef and the bear won every award because everyone else is dead there were so many okay. dead people i think there is COVID or something are you talking about the in memoriam section starring charlie puth on the tickling the keys is that the one you're talking yeah about? and then ticket to the bridge it turns into the friends theme song <laughs> and then right when that happened carolyn's like oh shit perry <laughs> and i was looking at it and i was like so but this is another one I was like yes matthew perry his death was big and he was on a big famous tv show but there were a lot of other people who lived longer more impactful influential lives on that roster and they were getting snubbed. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Barbara Walters. Yeah, but but friends touch more people than Barbara Walters. I would I would say that's debatable, and I think you would too. No, a hundred percent, a hundred percent with people that are alive. Barbara Walters has been on the air since since the sixties, bro. Yeah, I'm telling. Yeah, I know that, but I'm saying all her fans are dead. That that's what I mean. Like friends, <laughs> don't push Barbara, me to the edge, bro. Bar Barbara Walters ain't on Netflix getting those Gen Z eyeballs, is what I'm trying to say. I know. But the, oh, Ma no, the Matthew know. Perry thing is interesting because I I you know he. He's one of those guys who died and then all the stuff comes out that he was actually like a monster dickhead fake sober guy. Sure. Kind of means a slippery slope. I mean, it. I, I just find the whole thing. All those sections are, are always rough at award shows because they inevitably forget someone and then get killed for that. And I haven't heard who they forgot yet, <laughs> but they always forget. Is that a forget. thing? <laughs> they always they always forget somebody i cannot believe and there's like outrage online and you're like well i mean you know uh, hello a lot of people die what do you want me to do um <laughs> but yeah it was it was we fun can only fit so many faces on a screen but i was joking i thought i thought uh anthony anderson was maybe worse than joe coy to be honest because he didn't even try to make a joke at the expense of a celebrity <laughs> you, you know what i mean he just really like hammed it up and leaned on his mom he's a little too squeaky clean and and network friendly he's got you know he's like mario lopez he's got eleven thousand shows and they're all like game shows where you play you know monopoly with a drag queen or something <laughs> the, <laughs> but like the whole like obviously whenever you're watching an, an emmy or a grammy or an award show whatever network is airing it is going to use it as an opportunity to plug their new show, whatever it may be. And they had the harebrained idea to use it as a way to plug <laughs> this new game show where the guy from Blackish yeah. and his mom <laughs> talk to f people and families. And then the whole premise of the show is Big Mama goes, mm mm, -mm. It's, like, it's that's it. It's crazy. And they, I mean, they cut to Big Mama 78 times during the 75th annual emmy awards right no it was it was a little heavy-handed i mean i guess it's like and I, mama's good but there's only so much milk in them udders you know what i mean pull out when you're ahead big mama i would say mama's better than him if i if i you of know, course you know of I mean? course i'm obviously you need someone to throw to mama so he, he exists <laughs> for a reason 
but that, that's, I just, you just went into throw mama from the train territory, <laughs> which is a whole. I just didn't. I, I just found him to be like, I understand people's gripes with Joe Coy, but at least he made an attempt. And I don't know if you saw the critics choice awards, but you know, Joe, Joe's ex Chelsea Handler took a little shot at him and got a nice reaction uh, from, from the crowd, as you can imagine. How can she not? How can she not? Well, I thought, um, I didn't think that, that Anthony did. I, I thought he did a better job than Joe Coy because I think anyone could have done a better job. I don't think that Anthony was trying. I think he's just naturally charismatic and infinitely more comfortable in front of a television camera. I actually don't think he's charismatic at all. I think it all feels really fake. Like it really feels like he's hamming it up and then he gets off stage and like has a glass of whiskey and hates his family. That's kind of <laughs> so the vibe I get from he's, him. So he might be the first person on television whose charisma was faked is what you're saying. I don't want to point fingers, Jason. I don't want to make these outrageous claims after years of, of success in Hollywood, but I'm saying to you that it's possible an actor was acting while on stage <laughs> in front of their peers and loved ones. I'm not, I'm not gassing up. Anthony and Big Mama, but in comparison to to Joe to Juicy, but you Joe, see, but it, you you see what I'm saying. At least Joe tried. Anthony Anderson was like, "What do you guys want me to do? I'll do it. You tell me anything. You want to cart out a hundred year old mm -hmm. fucking Cheers cast members? I'm in. You want Martin up there after having a stroke trying to act mad? Well, we when you it. say try, what do you mean exactly? What is he trying to try to do a good job or try to be? Like follow in the footsteps of a Gervais where you're a provocateur. I think following I think I think that when we watch these shows, what I want to see is the celebrities getting roasted a little bit by the host. That's what we all want to see because it's a victimless crime. Yeah. These people are rich, they're beautiful, they're successful. It does if they get knocked down a peg for ten seconds on TV, that's totally fine. And I think that that whole when you take that element out of it completely it just feels kind of weird to me yeah but uh, but also the emmys have sort of notoriously been known as the squeaky always clean no one yeah for sure the, it's the safer but i agree with you yeah what, what did you have um peter dinklage came out at the end and he goes hello uh room full of hotties like you know <laughs> don't compliment him <laughs> yeah no that's just, my man's too much. my man's 311 you should be dig taking make fun of them. They that's what they want. They they do want it. From Dinklage, he could get away with it. Um, yeah, I agree. I I I don't know. I don't know. I we also right before the the we started recording the Louis Vuitton uh, Yeehaw show happened in Paris, France, where Pharrell has gone. Pharrell stone. He went. He went Pharrell double R L, and it looks <laughs> oh nice. It we both had one in the chamber. It looks a little. I mean, the, it's whatever, but the, the reality is he hired Mumford and Sons to be the band. They, they collaborated with Mumford. Of all the bands in the world... Wait, this is real? Yeah, 100%. And this You're is, not doing a bit? No, and this is my whole thing. I'm, I'm, I want to speak directly to Louis Vuitton Corporation. If you need <laughs> a cool white boy with Southern flair in the building to kind of keep Pharrell in line and make sure you get you know an Uncle Tupelo reunion, for, you know, you could, I'm right here. I'm just I'm right here. What is this uh, Tupelo? <laughs> we do not need. No one needs a Mumford and Sons. You, like it's just it's clear that that's like the only band like folky band he knew. So he was like, "Fuck it, let's get them." And it just seems crazy to me in 2024. <sighs> yeah, it is. I mean, the, I mean, I'm 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 kind of speechless. Mumford and Sons. 
You literally thought I was joking. O- only known as a laughing stock band, you know, whatever the. I mean, a huge, very successful laughing stock band, and the singer is married to Carrie Mulligan. You know, there, there's. I see why they were chosen. It's just the wrong Damn, choice. The singer's married to Mulligan? Yeah, yeah. Marcus Mumford. From Maestro? Uh, all right, we got a guest today. Uh, comedian. Uh, Stavros. We got Stav. <laughs> we got Stav. Stav's in the mix. We got Stavros. His, his, you new know who special, fucking is. his new special is is on Netflix. You've probably seen it. Got recommended to me. Uh, he's a legendary uh, podcaster. Been doing this for a very long time. Um, and yeah, let's. I'm happy to talk to him, Jason. Hey, Jason. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance located near you maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose i use zocdoc and you should too go to zocdoc.com slash how long and download zocdoc for free then find and book a top-rated doctor today that's z-o-c-d-o-c dot com slash how long zocdoc.com slash how long how long gone is brought to you by neutrophil as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead. Give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair. With considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raph on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. All right, bro. What's going on? Welcome to How Long Gone. You you said you're in Baltimore. You, do you live in Baltimore? No, I don't live here. Um, but I I have a I live in New York, but I have sorry, I'm just trying to make sure this shit fucking works. No problem. I don't know. Maybe we're gonna, maybe we're using your audio after all. My bad. <laughs> um, no, I live in uh, my bad. Sorry, boys. I live in uh, Queens, but I uh, I got a place. Sorry, this fucking quick time file is sucking my dick right now. I'm almost done. It's xed out. It's xed out, and I'm in the zone. Don't worry, I'm bro. I'm in the fucking zone. No more technical bullshit. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I so I live in Astoria. I've been in, I've been in the same apartment since I moved to New York for you know it's nine years now. Okay, but I I got a place here uh, with a buddy who also he's from here and he's from Baltimore. He lives in New York, and so it was like kind of a little halfway. Is this an, an investment property? Dude, it's not I, I not even. I wish I was smart enough to invest. It's more like it's like a vac it's like imagine a, a cottage in just southeast Baltimore. Okay. It's just like okay. this is our this is So <laughs> you you wanted to buy your own comedy condo is what is what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> Dude, it literally is all we got. Immediately we moved in and we bought the biggest TV and couch you've ever seen in your life. Nothing on the walls, no, no, no fucking, you know, just absolutely no touches of home, nothing, no spices in this It's bitch. giving halfway house, you know what I mean, is kind of what I'm yeah. getting, well, getting could, from Actually, it. could you explain to Chris what a comedy condo is? Oh, I oh, know you, what a okay, comedy you know, condo you know. is. Come on. Maybe our listener. A flop yeah. house, a flop house where For the, the stand-up stay. For the listener. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. The, a comedy con at some point, uh, comedy, you know, really dog shit comedy clubs realized why get why make the experience of being on the road even semi <laughs> semi nice and uh humane and, and accessible to the person so they don't go they don't go crazy to the touring comedian instead of putting them up in a hotel we're losing all this money let's buy a condo in the shittiest neighborhood <laughs> in the sh you know in our shit city and that way the monthly payments are cheaper than a hotel room and that way you get to sleep in the same unwashed sheets that, you know, uh, Jim Norton was in last week or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> that's what I, well, that's what I wanted to ask about these condos, because it does seem like a crime scene vibe if you're but but do they have maybe in Tampa? Are they good with cleaning? Are there certain Is there ones? One good comedy condo? Ta oh, yes. Yes. One good one. One good one without question is uh, Denver Comedy Works has the best comedy mm -hmm. condos. Like there was one time where I booked a hotel and there was a water main break and there was no other good hotel in the area. And I just asked to stay in the con. I was like, is it open? Can I get in there? Because I got no other options. I'm fucked. What kind of IPAs are in that fridge stuff? Dude, the, fri the fridge ain't bad. The fridge ain't bad. <laughs> they, they, got, they got some, you know, the IPAs are, the beer is good. The, the, the coffee is always dog shit. Mm. They always put out a little like candy bowl, which is like, again, it's like not good for you. It's always for me, whenever I'm trying to be semi healthy, it's like, oh, nice. We got fucking mini. I'm going to I'm going to OD on some mini Twix and some fucking <laughs> and I'm just sucking on lifesavers by the end of the night where it's like there's no more desserts. I'm just like chewing mints and fucking shit like that to pretend that I'm to get a little dessert where I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy something. And then by the end of the night, I'm like, you know, it's like scraping, scraping like resin off your bowl and smoking it. Like that's me. <laughs> that's me trying to like make dessert out of the fr breath fresheners <laughs> that they have at the condos. But cheesecake resin. You're saying Denver is good. Denver but rules. Tampa is bad. Is what you're saying? Tampa is bad. Tampa. Tampa truly is so funny. You said that. That is by far the most dog shit condo <laughs> that I have experienced in my life. One time when. And I'm very lucky that I got to, I got to like, when I was on the road, when I was opening, I was opening for Bobby Kelly and Tom Papa. They were the first people to take me on the road. And they were kind of already, they had had it, they had lived through all the bullshit of the road. They were family men. They didn't want to live like an animal. So I was lucky that they kind of, they were nice enough to get me nice places or wherever they were staying. But there was like a two year gap when I started headlining myself and my career was 
just going bad where I was just staying like in these condos or just anywhere I could crash fucking for shelter sometimes that didn't go well. You know, it really didn't really didn't go my way a couple times. Mm -hmm. And Tampa, one time I was opening, I was trying to get a Comedy Central half hour. So I was taking like, you know, any gig I could. And I was just I was so I was featuring in Tampa uh, for Jim Florentine. Shout out to Jim. Shout out to Crank Yankers. He was the man. He was a great hang, mm -hmm. but uh, he demanded a hotel, which he should have. And uh, they put me in the in the side splitters comedy condo, <laughs> which had not been renovated since 1980. Like it was it was I'm not kidding you. Green, truly green carpet so that you couldn't see the dirt. Um, <laughs> Joe List has this story, too, but I experienced it also. It's like it's the one place where you take your shoes off and you step and you put your socks on the carpet and it is dirtier than if you had stepped outside. You know what I mean? It was like, it's in a complete food desert. There's nowhere to walk. It's Tampa. You need a car. I'm a fucking, I'm making, you know, $125 a show. I took, I took the gig so I could get tape, mm -hmm. you know, of me doing a longer set. So I wasn't, I, I have nowhere, you know, I'm walking to a big lots to get cans of chili to eat. Like that was, that's the setup. There's, it was like a 35 minute walk along a highway to get to a big lots. That was the closest that's, thing to food in that that's neighborhood. That's Florida, baby. It was atrocious. Yeah, it was, it was. Honestly, like that, that's par for the course. It's, it's good that you remember all of these moments to be grateful for what you have now. Yeah. Oh no, I'm absolutely. I mean, aside, aside from the finished basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got it. It's finished. When you're down there in Baltimore, what type of things are you doing there that you don't get to do in New York? Like, is there, do you like switch into Baltimore stuff brain and like do other things? Dude, just fucking sit, get in a beater, in a wife beater yeah. with a robe on hosing down my fucking hosing down my property. dude. <laughs> just like the way a Greek man should. I have I have land here, you know what I mean? Got just it. like just like sit, sitting on the sitting in the backyard having a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. pretending my wife's away and she took the kids to, her, you know, she took the kids on a little vacation, <laughs> pretending I have all the things I don't actually have and, you know, at this rate won't have for, you know, 12 years. So it's <laughs> it's kind of like I'm cosplaying as like a regular, you know, yeah. just a just what my life could have I'm running I'm running my surf and turf restaurant. <laughs> um here in greek town like that's what that's i get into who i could have been it's almost like i spiritually connect that's nice yeah it's nice dude and it you know it is like a halfway house though that is true it, it looks like that i'm trying to dry i'm trying to dry out like that's that is part of the, the thought process is like the last year the last two years of my life have been just non-stop touring getting fucked up mm -hmm. you know eating like dog shit you know yeah just a lot of a lot of poor decisions and so I just was like, let me come home. Let me come to Baltimore. My brother has a gym. Let me fucking go do some mm -hmm. go go do some slight workouts. People in LA, they go to Malibu, dry <laughs> out. People in New York, we, we have a nice little. We'll do three six weeks in Baltimore, dry out in January. In, the, in, in January, the winter. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do in six January, weeks. It's very nice. Don't, you can't go outside. It's technically on the water, dude. I'm on the water, bro. There's a beautiful walk here. Okay, there's a beautiful walk in Southeast Baltimore. Okay. I'll go to Bat Fort any day of the week. So hold on, you're saying your brother has a gym membership, or he owns a gym? No, he owns a gym. He's like, a, yeah. He's. I came in. I got. I got a lot of prosthetics to look exactly like my brother. I'm using his Planet Fitness black card. Uh, things are really, we're going to turn things around. Black card. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, they don't cap you at one towel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, but it is everything you guys are saying is correct because it's like in my head, I'm like, you know, oh, I'll, I'll get a place. It'll be nice. But it's like, there's nothing in here. I have to like buy furniture. I have to like, you know, c- you know, just do all this shit where it's like, why didn't I just stay in New York? I don't know to this day or go somewhere. You know what I mean? Get a nice Airbnb like somewhere warm. But. You know, what are you going to do? I've made my bed. The heart wants what the heart wants, man. Exactly. <laughs> I respect it. I, I like it. I like it. It's a real twist. Well, yeah. I have to say, thing. it's a real Sorry twist. Sorry to cut you guys off. The Ravens are, I feel, I don't know, like, if I hadn't gotten property in Baltimore in the middle of this football season, mm-hmm. karmically, would the Ravens be this good? I don't know. Like, I kind of think I maybe willed that to happen a little bit. You're you're saying your part-time relocation has changed the the face of Ravens football. It's changed the energetic flow of the city. I think. <laughs> okay. If you go if you go back to New York, we're not hitting the Super Bowl this year. I don't think so, dude. I really don't think so. So you're like, you're like the you're Taylor Swift in Kansas City. You're the same. Thank you're, you. You're Taylor Swift <laughs> for Baltimore. And thank you. I was trying to lead you to get there. I didn't want to say it myself, but yes, <laughs> I do feel like I am our Taylor Swift and. I want nothing more than to play Taylor Swift. Like it's possible me and Taylor Swift are in the same building next weekend. You know what I mean? Like she, if, if they're playing the chiefs and then it's, you know, may the best, may the best celebrity super fan win. It's a showdown. Both of you guys have a lot of pros and cons. So it's really anyone's game. Yeah. Well, we're both not born in 1989. That's one. That's right then and there. That's one thing. Oh, so you have something to relate on is, is the, so do you have deep connections to the Ravens squad? Are you in a box? Are you on the sideline? Like, do you have a Jersey with your name on it? Are they starting to give you flow team shit? Dude, it's kind of nice. Drink tickets. That is the, see every, all the negatives about being from Baltimore that we just talked about. The positives are like, if John Waters doesn't want tickets, who the fuck else is getting them? You know what I mean? Like, like that's, no, you're right. Like, it's not that hard to be the most famous Baltimore Raven. Like, I'm not famous. You know what I mean? Like, I have. I, it's just like, but because we got pretty much no one. Like, I am kind of. I was shocked at how much. Like, I just started doing these like Ravens recap videos, yeah, and yeah. they just kind of went viral within Ravens circles. And then it kind of timed out nicely where my Netflix special came out like during the season. So it seemed a lot more legit. Like in reality, I was just a guy who loves the Ravens. And yes, my special just kind of came out. But it's like if you didn't know who I was and you found out about me through those videos and then you're like, oh, he's got a Netflix special. They're like, oh, he must be legit. Meanwhile, you know, (laughs) I just kind of snuck in there this year. You know what I mean? Like I have not, you know, so it's it's worked out nicely. We got some great shout out to the Ravens organization. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Bashadi family. You know, yep. I'm out here. Whatever they need, I'm I'm there. And <laughs> I'm trying to sneak I'm trying to sneak a couple tickets to the playoffs as well. Okay. I think I I feel I have faith in you. I think you can make it happen. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. We I've been I've been noticing that some cool, young, interesting people are starting to get into sports betting sort of as a bit, and then it slowly takes over their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you noticed as somebody who's been a lifelong sports fan, I don't know if you were putting any money on it, but is there a stolen valor energy that uh, a tried and true fan like you is experiencing right yeah. now? Yeah. That is really interesting about the sports gambling thing. Like, just let me just tip my hat to corporations. They fu- they've done it again, baby. <laughs> they just figured out a way <laughs> to get people addicted to something that we had. We had figured it out. It's like we were done. We were done with that. We had finished it. Yeah, it's kind of like they're doing they're doing the gambling what they did to fucking vaping to tobacco to nicotine. Yeah, where it's like <laughs> no, they are. They really are. DraftKings and fucking you know all the other ones. They're basically like an elf bar. They're, they're the elf bar to like 
<laughs> old school sports betting's like cigar. You know what I mean? Uh. And there is like I had kicked. I started gambling when I was like thirteen. With we had a like we I had a friend who had a bookie, and I kicked gambling because I knew <laughs> it made me feel bad. By the time I was fifteen. Like I, you know, we're we're similar age fellas. Like like, uh, like British people with drinking alcohol, you get it out of the system early, and then you become a normal. I well got like, it out of my system. One of my friends had to disappear. <laughs> he owed so much money as a teenager. One of my seventh grade friends. <laughs> How old was your bookie when you were thirteen? So shout out. So I was. I always bet through my friend Fat Bill, uh, who was the go between for all our gambling. And it, we would literally okay. be at like at church league. Fat basketball. Bill gets a taste. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Fat Bill. Literally, Fat Bill is the one who like disappeared because <laughs> we assume he accrued so many gambling debts that he had to disappear at age like nineteen. And then there was rumors that he was like <laughs> spotted playing high stakes poker in Taiwan. <laughs> this like, <laughs> like you know, it was like it was like right before we all grew up. Like right before you could keep track of everyone you grew up with. Mm -hmm. So it, you could there was still some mystique <laughs> when I was in my early to mid twenties about like what the fuck happened to Bill. You know what I mean? But sure. We would literally be at church at the Greek Orthodox Youth of America Basketball League practice, and he would be running down the lines, and he'd be like, Packers plus three, you want you want that? And it would be like, and we would just give Bill, you know, 20 bucks, whatever, and we would just bet that way. And then he would also host what I was saying earlier. We're all the same age, approximately, like, you know, you know, no limit, hold them. Old Texas Hold'em swept across America <laughs> when did. we were fucking it, teenagers. It and so we he would host like, you know, true and like friends of mine were losing hundreds of dollars of like allowance money and like, <laughs> you know, part-time working the counter money just in in Fat Bill's mom and his mom is there just like cooking while we're playing like while kids are being financially ruined she's like offering you a little uh, it's like some cookies and some ice cream Fat Bill's like look I got, I'm gonna need the iPhone kid I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. rules are rules <laughs> yeah dude yeah and I just think I honestly think what's going on here with the like sports betting shit is like Look, you can bet your whole you could lose your life. You could like, you know, your wife could leave. You can you can you can drain your savings. They'll take it right out of your fucking bank account. But like the thrill of you might die is gone. And that's fucking <laughs> bullshit. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the most no one is living that like if this shit doesn't hit, I am literally dead. That's gone. Now you just fucking declare bankruptcy, mm -hmm. you know, fucking they take all your money. Who cares? The fucking romance of we've we've robbed that one guy of that feeling of like a, a field goal goes in and he gets to live another day. Yeah. That's got to be an incredible feeling that you just don't get with the apps. The apps no, you, are bullshit. Yeah, they've yeah. taken it out. They've taken the Fa romance. FanDuel doesn't have an enforcer on their payroll to you know yes, yes, take yes. a finger. No one's breaking your legs. That they might they might cut your Wi-Fi off or something. I've, it's funny, Jason, you brought that up because. <laughs> I literally heard from from our mutual friend Kobe that Claire is sports betting and she's using the profits to buy like vintage Mew Mew. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. I haven't heard of this style. I've heard of people doing it to Respect. buy elf bars, you know, but like doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once women start doing it, I mean, is it cool anymore? <laughs> Can we? I mean, I don't know. That's I don't, true. Maybe I that's the maybe that's genius. Let's see who the CEOs of 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 FanDuel and DraftKings are. Is it wives that were tired of their husbands betting? And the whole plan was, let's get chicks doing this. 
and then you fucking dudes won't want to anymore. That's interesting. That is very interesting. This, it's just something to think about. Something to contemplate. Nice. Some, yeah, yeah. Something to think about. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I have no facts. Well, speaking of corporations finding things that you didn't think you could squeeze more money out of, have you seen the new Fire Island? I just saw this yesterday. I haven't. I haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Sorry. I'm out, I'm out of the loop. I've just been... <laughs> Watching football and like weird old like movies from the twenties. Baltimore, Baltimore has a Baltimore has a newspaper though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah local. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Come, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> don't feel it. This appeared on Gay Twitter yesterday, so I don't okay. really <laughs> okay. expect you to. That know, is the but... only. That is the. We do have one gay guy that yells. That's what I mean by a newspaper. We have one gay guy that yells really loud. <laughs> about something every every wednesday you you mentioned john waters yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh what's up with fire island the best way to learn a language immersion living where the language is spoken and using it every day but if that's not in the cards this year you can still learn a language the second best way and that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language. And I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my, uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash how long. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash how long, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L, dot com slash how long rules and restrictions may apply Babel. like a vc or a corporation or like rich powerful evil gays who jason it's it's what's his name it's peter Thiel. it's like the it's oh, is like it? that oh yeah it's like so he's he's opening a new utopian gay island in the mediterranean where it's going to be like you know, Fire Island 2.0, I guess. Interesting. Oh, with rich dorks? <laughs> with rich dorks. That's the thing. That's, I love that shit. But is, I love is it. it going in Greece, though? I guess it could be, right? It could be Mykonos adjacent. Oh, yeah, it could be. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about I think there's no way. That, that's the thing. A, a rich tech gay, evil gay guy is never going to make as gay a place as a straight Greek man. That's how I feel. Like Peter Thiel, <laughs> Peter Thiel is is like straighter than my straight cousin. Yeah, sure. You know what sure, I mean? Like sure, sure. every Greek guy, every Greek guy, every like every just guy in Greece with no job, just you know, I know straight men in Greece with belly button piercings. You know what I'm saying? Like Peter Thiel is not. Peter Thiel is ready not for that. Peter, get Thiel the can't, right, Peter Thiel can't compete with that. <laughs> Peter Thiel is not, and that's that's in general like. Every billionaire that tries to do cool shit, it's like at the end of the day, you are a fucking nerd. Yeah, you're a fucking dork who is good at at, at like at like you know coding, and it's you're never gonna have the sauce. Mm -hmm. The more steps it takes to get somewhere, the more like paperwork it takes to get somewhere. It's like you're not gonna have an awesome suck and fuck fest there. <laughs> no, you want guys the guys that guys that know how to fill out visas and get their passport renewed. <laughs> They're not the top power bottoms in the fucking world, bro. They're not. They're fucking losers. That's not going to be a fun party, bro. They don't have the good shit. The guys who can get you like 
ketamine you haven't even heard of yet like whale ketamine those <laughs> motherfuckers aren't fucking yeah they're banned from traveling internationally what is it's what true. is the um wh when's the last time you hit mykonos for a big night out is that something you do every every summer yeah. with your family or is that yeah, or is that are you just <laughs> i i i have never been to mykonos because it's just like it just feels a little too it's just been taken over it feels a little like but you know you know there's Disney. an off-white there's an off-white store there yeah you know which feels good for you that feels that feels good yeah dude that shit sucks. is there a really an, is there an off-white in mykonos yeah there's several it, mykonos is is for lack of a better comparison kind of like the aspen or like miami or, or you know of yeah, uh, yeah. i would say where it's like designer stores nightclubs like for exactly sure. what you think tulum yeah 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 but but like higher in tulum is like still mexico you know what i'm saying totally. where, yeah, and, and, right 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 <laughs> like greece is like europeans are going there so yeah. like that changes kind of what what is there yeah the vibe there is like do you go to greece all this every year i tried to go yeah i was just there this summer my cousin got married so i was out in uh uh, I was out in the island that my grandfather was from, which is just not that at all. It's like, you know, it's northern Greece, so it's all like a bunch of, you know, it's like like Serbs. It's like people from like countries in current civil wars vacation there. You know what I mean? It's a lot different than it's a lot different than like, you know, paying four hundred euros for a fucking hookah to you know, with a sheik and Lindsay Lohan. In in Mikono, you know, so I like that vibe a lot more. It's like this is where the Uzbekistans go to play, is what you're oh, saying. Oh, dude, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You get a lot of fucked up, a lot of fucked up. Like everybody speaks English because I'm used to it's either English or Greek usually, or like German or whatever. But it's like I've never experienced the fucking the weird. I've never heard more fucked up languages in a grocery store than I did this <laughs> summer at just in Tha the island is called Thasso. Mm -hmm. um and it's fucking sick though it's fucking nice it's northern greece they still got they got like it gets cold as fuck there so there's like you're in, you're in a you're on a beach with like evergreen trees in the summertime it's really oh, fucking wow. nice i love okay. it out there you get you're getting pine needles and shit uh <laughs> while you're while you're sunbathing Ooh. i liked it yeah it's a great it's a great island now that's nice that is nice i didn't know that was possible yeah, dude. to be honest i didn't know that existed it's sick. It's people sick. always talk about there's there's the new every year there's a new island in greece because the old one you know right. like nobody goes to me anymore whatever yeah it's over what is what is the new what is the 2024 island of greece what are you calling it uh, I don't want to say because I kind of want to go here this summer. Yeah, I know that's kind of the that's kind of the. <laughs> I can't. I can't let. I can't let it fly yet. How, how do you do now? Now, when you go hit the islands, though, when you come back with that queen swag, but with yep. the, the Greek heritage, mm -hmm. do the locals kind of fall for that? Um, I think people people like I've I've kind of morphed myself into a thing that just belongs nowhere like i think people everywhere like in america people think it's because i'm greek and in greece they're like who the fuck is this guy like is this a type of american we don't know okay, about okay like i yeah like, yeah, yeah like i think i think the uh philosophically i think first of all i don't believe like um uh men should have should follow fashion that's a that's a that's a one of my core <laughs> beliefs is I think you should figure out a way to dress yeah. and stick to that your entire life, basically. And I've settled in really nicely to the classic fat guy, like uh, silk shirts, Hawaiian shirts, open a little too, you know, open like it, it draws from Greece. It draws from like, you know, uh, mafia, Chris Farley, Chris Farley, all this. It's like it's got a it's like fat guy. It's just like a lot of fat guys, fun, fat guy, big, fat party animal. 
with Eastern European and with like Sopranos, <laughs> Tony Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. Like that's mm. those are my influences. Sure. And, and I think like I think you find your thing and you dress like that till you die. Personally. And so when I go to Greece, that's not Greek. Like here, people think that's a Greek thing. But like, I literally went to Greece and went out drinking with my cousin. And a guy wanted to take a picture with me. And I assume this is some weird like internet. Thing. You know, we got we got a couple online guys in Greece too. Sure. And he was just a guy who was like, come down. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was like a weird <laughs> Greek incel, and it was not. It was like it was just some guy who fucking who's like, I don't know what to make of this guy. And I was I was decked out, you know what I mean? It was I was hanging out with my cousin. I had the whole couple chains on, had a nice pinky ring, mm-hmm. hair greased the fuck back. I'm glowing, I'm glistening from the a day out in the sun. Who is she? And the guy just wanted to take a picture of me because he was like, I don't know what's going. <laughs> this guy looks weird. Like I don't know how to place. Just him. in case, I want to get a photo with you because you might. There's something going on here. I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, and when I was, when I was, uh. That was that. That's the cool. Those are the only two times I felt cool is that. And then one time my mom was in the hospital. She's fine. She was getting her hip replaced. And I was just in Baltimore. I was just, you know, it's in Baltimore. And literally some guy was there like looking for his mom. And he was like, hey, man, like, he asked me if I was the plug. He thought it was like a fat drug dealer who was there to see, like, you know, one of who's there, like, buy a wing of the hospital. If they'll, if they'll, you know, cure his boy and not get the police involved, and that felt cool too, because I was just, I had the chains out, but I wasn't, I didn't think I looked that cool, you know. I had one of my lesser Hawaiians on. I had a solemn Hawaiian on, because it was my mom was in the hospital. I wasn't peacocking. Quiet Hawaiian for the Quiet hospital. Quiet Hawaiian, muted colors. You know what I mean? Almost burgundy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were burgundy notes. Out of, out of respect, out of respect for those, out of respect for the frontline workers, I kept it. Cool. <laughs> yes, right, 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 right. That's right. Very, that's really nice. That's yeah, really nice. But that was the so I just like existing in a place where people don't know what to make of me. That's kind of that's kind of my corner. It's good for the comedy. Thank you. Thank but you. um, <clears throat> what what about with the dating, the personal relationships? Do you talk about your personal life or relationships ever on stage? Yes, yeah, or on the I pod? mean, for sure. There's a little bit of. I think like not to this is fucking boring, so I'll stop really quickly. But philosophically, I like to be like a. I like when comics talk about themselves and not like I'm not a points maker. I'm not like a here's how the fuck it goes, you yeah. fucking idiots type of guy. Mm-hmm. And so all you have left is really being like true about your own experience and your own, you know, it's like most of my shit is pretty autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have definitely talked about, I mean, my last two specials, I have two specials, one on YouTube, one on Netflix. And a lot of it is just about you know, dating, fucking things up, family stuff. And then the podcast too, it's like, I had no idea what the fuck was going to happen. Like I truly never thought I was going to be a podcaster and that was not something I ever thought in my life would, would occur. Me and you both chief, me and you both. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Who am I talking to? Right. (laughs) And so, and, and I have thousands of hours and especially like now it's one thing because I kind of figured it out. I know what I want to say, whatever. But like, bro, when we started Town, maybe this was, I don't know, seven years ago at this point. And I'm like in New York, broke as shit, barely eking out a living, talking into a microphone that I'm convinced no one will ever hear. Like I thought we would do this for six months and it would just fail. And then I could be like, see, I told you it was a bad idea. <laughs> and then like we would just go on being like respected but very but nobody gave a fuck about us comedians mm-hmm. we said some wild shit back in the day <laughs> back in those days where it's like 
I just did not even think anyone would listen, you know, and it was yeah. just me and my boys and we're shooting the shit. So I think about that now where I'm like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm like, fuck, dude, like there's no more like when I grow up. It's like I'm a 34 year old man. <laughs> I, I'm grown. And now it's like, oh, fuck, what does that look like? Like if I not even if I have kids, but what about my brothers have kids? My friend, you know, kid, like there is so much shit out there on the Internet where I am hysterically personal and so like talking about the most embarrassing shit that's ever happened to me where I'm like, but it almost feels like, what am I going to stop now? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's too, there too late. No, yeah, like, too late. I was like, I'm done. I'm fucked. I was like, <laughs> you get, I ended my special about my first special ended with the mo one of the most embarrassing sexual experiences of my life. And it's like, that's a lot of my, that's like a lot. I, I end every special with a nice, 10 15 minutes of dick jokes mm -hmm. because i think that's the that's the unifi that's the unifier in my opinion so sure most of my career has been embarrassing myself and then spinning it into something and so i feel like i can't stop now although if i have if i get a fucking wife or people i care about in my life maybe i'll maybe i'll stop <laughs> my parents i feel like hey you fucked me up i get to do whatever the f i get to say i get to be as truthful as i want about that but like yeah, if I get in a relationship I care about, which I can't even fathom right now, but if that, <laughs> if and when that happens, like, I might have to be a little more careful about it. Some things are more sacred than getting laughs, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see when we get there. No, nobody wants to go to a comedy show to hear about someone's relationship going well. But also, you, then you get to have, you get to level up when you're older and be like the guy, you know, like a Berbiglia or something who. Yeah, dad guy. Yeah, dad guy. That Once you have a kid, then that's a whole other revenue stream, you know? Easy money. That's another motherfucker <laughs> to exploit right there. Without, with, not only did you bring him into this world without his consent, but now you get to talk about every fucked up thing he does. And then he wait, and then he's like eleven one day, and he's like, "Dad, why were you talking about my penis twelve years ago on Netflix?" And it's like, so you could go to private school, you fucking prick. That's why. So you don't end up like me. This was all for you. This was all for you. <laughs> do yeah. Your, do your parents mind if if they get dragged over the coals a little bit, or do they have a sense of humor? Um. I think it depends on how much money Stav's kicking into the Zell every month. Right, right, exactly. It's like they don't mind anymore. They don't mind. They, they, you know, they, they don't mind. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, they can't say shit. Basically, wish you would, mom. Yeah, it's like come on, say it, say it, pop, say it, you motherfucker. Uh, but I think my dad kind of minds because he really gets the brunt of it because I'm just honest about. We're not a very mm -hmm. My family is not really big on like feelings and sharing shit, you know? So like I, I, my dad is a classic. A lot of immigrant people I feel like are like something bad happens. We just pretend it didn't. And that's how our lives go. Sure. And so just saying stuff that I think he would rather pretend didn't happen, like that's bad enough. But he's <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> he really hasn't. He's broached the subject, but he knows I don't give the other, the other thing is. I've proven I don't give a fuck, so it's like, what are they really yeah. going to do? Yeah, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? <laughs> what are you gonna do, do they come to shows and shit? Uh, they came. I did the lyric. Probably the coolest thing that's happened in my life was I sold out the like theater, like the place I went to see Chris Rock when I was in high school, right? Like, like okay. I sold that. I sold that place out six times because of be just honestly because of these Baltimore Ravens videos. I think a little bit. Like, <laughs> I sell pretty well on the road, but I sold like three times what I would do in a city like this in Baltimore. And that was like a fucking crazy, surreal thing that I still don't. I mean, I don't understand most of my career, but I really don't understand that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so they came to that, and that was kind of cool. That was like a, 
that was like a moment where it's like, all right, shit's going pretty good. Mm. Uh, you know, we don't, we didn't have the best relate. Me and my dad have the best relationship, so we're kind of trying to patch things up. But mm-hmm. we'll see how it fucking goes. Well, maybe you should choose a different career. You got to pick one. You want a family? <laughs> yeah, or you want a career? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Figure it so out. So now you've been you've been doing your 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 new podcast in video form, mm-hmm. whereas your old podcast was not. What are what are some of the downsides? of doing a video podcast compared to the good old days. Oh. Uh, obviously, the upside is you make a lot more money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, the good old days are beautiful. Like, you guys know it. I love that. I love this fucking nobody sees nobody sees shit. You know what I mean? That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is beautiful. It feels like, <laughs> you listen to a podcast. You don't watch it. You know what I mean? I love it. And I was always... I mean, look, it boils down to we could barely... People get mad at us. I mean, the, with the old, old podcast, it was like we could barely meet to do two episodes a week if we had added one more element we would never have done it like that's we we, like that's it really comes down to that like that was the beauty of that show is it was constantly almost ending and we barely got it done even though it was so successful and um i think that was really the magic of it and so that i mean we wanted to do video and we talked almost all the time about like hey we could be (laughs) making a lot more money if we did this and we were like yeah we should do it and then we just didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's really what it was. Um, but the downsides are, you know, it's just more of a job kind of thing. You're kind of, I mean, I put my studio in my fucking extra room. So it, it feels as little of a job as possible. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care about how I look. I mean, that's, you know, it's not like, it's not like I fucking, I put on makeup and comb my hair and shit. I literally roll out of bed. I'm just trying to, you know, more people, people watch pop. I just like. My whole career has been me being surprised at the way at the things people respond to. Like I can't believe people watch podcasts and I can't believe the thing that has brought me the most audience is 30 to 60 second clips of me mocking someone which I used to think was like the disposable part of my show. Like it was all the stuff like I thought, "Oh, who gives a fuck about this? I'll post this cuz uh, everybody seems to be posting things." And made cuz I was doing a YouTube special and I was like, I'll post these on YouTube and maybe I'll get a couple hundred thousand, you know, a couple thousand more subscribers. And that's the shit that I can't believe crowd work clips and watching podcasts is what comedy has turned into. But, you know, what are you going to do at a certain point? You're right. It, it is a job, which sucks, Dick. I hate that. But mm. it's a job and you just kind of have to do. Yeah, yeah. It's either this or, you know, the surf and turf restaurant we talked about. <laughs> and I don't think I have the patience for that anymore. Um, how, how's the weed down in Baltimore compared to New York? <laughs> dude, that's a fuck. Now these are the fucking questions, dude. Uh-huh. Baltimore weed report. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this the, is <laughs> we, we know how the pills are. I need to know about the weed. Pills are good. Yeah. Pills, pills are, are doing just good. fine. Yeah. Pills it, it ain't no problem with the pills, baby. <laughs> I have not bought weed here in quite some time. I have to admit, I, uh, I okay. actually am trying to dry. Like I said, we're in the halfway house. I'm trying to dry out trying to eat right. I made them I had a couple edibles left. I made the mistake of taking some, watching the holdovers with uh, Paul Giamatti crying and then eating $80 worth of Chinese food. So, I got to stay off the weed, bro. I got to fucking just that's not how I'm living my best life. If I'm off okay. the weed, I just had a salmon and cabbage salad before I talk to you motherfuckers. Like that's Okay. So, it's been I'm out the weed. They game. have salads in Baltimore too. This is getting we good. We just got a lot of shit, dude. We just got Etsy, we just got fucking salads. Like shit's going really good. We just got Edison bulbs in our restaurants last week. That's that's big. Awesome, that's big. Yeah. That's big. That's huge. Okay, well, I'm yeah. I'm proud of you. This is good. Are, how's the alcohol consumption going for Dry Jane? Dude, I'm I'm clean on that shit too. I had a couple of pops over the holidays, but I'm trying to literally just 
you know, no booze, no nothing, no weed. Do we think? Do we think there's going to be a <clears throat> a super fitness arc for you in your life where you go blackout, hire the trainer, and get ripped like Kumail style? Do you see that for you? Yeah, I kind of. I don't want to. People will mock me because I've been talking about doing this literally since come town. And so a lot of people, uh, when it comes to like people that don't like me online will be like, oh, I thought five years ago you said you were going to lose weight. You've gotten incredibly fat the entire every year. You get much fatter. In fact, that's interesting. It'll be like, you know, the mo it'll be like me posting that I got a Netflix special. Yeah. Be like, wow, you look fat as shit in this. I thought you were going to lose weight five years ago. You know? <laughs> So I I, I want to be I careful. Remember, I want to be careful about putting myself yeah. on the record even further. Making claims, making <laughs> but, claims. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to do that. I mean, really, what happened is I thought I was going to do that last year, and then surprisingly, I just got successful. Like I really wasn't expecting last year to happen. I wasn't expecting to sell out theaters. I wasn't expecting to get a Netflix mm -hmm. special. And I had kind of earmarked like leaving Comptown. I was like, oh. This has been great. I love this pod. It fucking got me a, you know, I was I started popping off this, but I kind of want to take some time for myself. I didn't think I was going to do another podcast. And then I just started getting like followers from all this fucking other shit. And I was like, well, I, I should. And I was selling tickets like I've never sold in my life and making money like I've never made in my life. So I was like, it'd be kind of fucking stupid to stop right now. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for a year. And like, I made a nice amount of money. I bought a halfway house in Baltimore. <laughs> I got a Netflix special. So now the plan is to chill. Like I, I pushed back. I'm not touring and in theaters at all this year. Mm. Uh, I'm just taking the whole year off to kind of get in the zone, get, I don't know if I'll go full Kumail. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, I, if I've got that in me, but you know, <laughs> little tits, get my titties a little smaller. Nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? You're in album mode. Yeah, you're an album. Yeah, exactly. This is what you got to do. And and there's, I mean, there's so little to do in Baltimore. It seems like the perfect thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you thought about um, Ozempic? Or are you going to go natty? I've thought about getting zemped up for sure. It's definitely <laughs> in the back of my head. Yeah. I just think I want to go a little natty. I think I want to like, I want to get it going a little bit. Just, just, just start it. Just prime the pump myself. Sweat it out. Earn it. Um, I kind of also have Ozemp. I got I got Ozempic in my back pocket because I have lost weight in the past. Like I during the pandemic, I lost like 50, 60 pounds. And mm. then I went on tour and I immediately got fatter. So I just kind of feel I feel like if I it, when I apply myself, I can get it done. Yeah. I got I got Ozempic as like a break in case of emergency if like <laughs> I get back to work, I start eating fucking cinnamon rolls in airports again. Like I need that motherfucker for an emergency I know is gonna happen. So I'm going to try and fucking slim down, lose, you know, 100 pounds myself and then get <laughs> get Ozempic in there to fucking they for the, of back for the, clean up. The, the first, first hundred is always the easiest to lose. I said that earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to make sure like no one dies, you know, like I want I also like. Yeah. I want to give it one more year and make sure like Fat Joe and Mindy Kaling are all right before I fucking get sent up, you know. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, when when the when the new iPhone comes out, you don't want to be the first one. We'll yeah, you never want to be first. You never want to be first. Yeah. Exactly. I let somebody taste my food first just to make sure I'm not getting poisoned. I, I know it's that you said you're taking the year off and you're not going to be touring around and playing theaters like you were last year. 
But when you are going to do some shows and you are going to hop on planes, what is your what is you you mentioned cinnamon rolls at the airport? Mm. Are you going to start bringing sweet greens on the plane? Are you going to go that far, or what? How are we going to switch the style up? I don't know, bro. I'm fucking scared because yeah, I definitely will do. <laughs> I definitely will do. Um, Everything's different on a plane. You know what I mean, dude? On a plane, it's international waters. Yeah. On a plane, it's like I feel like like I've eaten so many like you know, entire bags of bite-sized Reese's cups and shit like that. Like, mm -hmm. it feels so good to, to eat, like, shit on a plane. Yeah. Honestly, it comes down to I'll pack a couple snacks. I'm not even prepared. This is the thing. I'm not even prepared to deal with that reality right now. I <laughs> know where I'm at. Time. I One know if you, if, you put me in a, if you put me in LaGuardia right now, I'm fucked. I'm so <laughs> fucked, dude. I'm, I'm getting so many snacks. I'm stealing them. I'm shoplifting them. And I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm eating. Even if I've had a meal, I'm eating the meal that comes with the fucking, you know, yeah, with yeah. the flight. Like I'm doing whatever. I'm eating any snack they got. Delta's got those little, those little fucking chocolate caramel things. You know those? You guys know those motherfuckers? They're really good. I'm a biscuit. Oh, oh, they got yes, a new yes, little yes, chocolate yes, caramel yes, I square. I, I, I try not to eat on the plane, and I try not to snack on the plane mm -hmm, because it makes me feel mm -hmm. superior to the sloths around me that are accepting every bag of yeah. chip oh it's not even God. because i don't want it it's because i want to feel superior of and that gives me a leg up the power of saying no yeah dude yeah you're basically the guy who set himself on fire in vietnam yeah. <laughs> if you're not eating if you're not eating snacks on a plane dude that's the I kind agree. of willpower you have as far as i'm concerned i told jason that this a while back when we, were, when, when we were flying back for christmas to la there were these like teenagers next to us on the plane and I swear to God, they were eating for the entire five hours. Like their mouths yeah. did not stop <laughs> chewing. And I was just yeah. like, some of this shit isn't even good. Like you're taking like no. zero sugar gummy bears. <laughs> like no one wants that. Like that's gross. Keeping the jaws, keeping the jaws informed, keeping the knives sharp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I, it must have been practice. Yeah. So uh, as you as you have all of these uh, specials and hours of podcasts logged, I was wondering if you ever experienced this because it's starting to happen to me. Do you ever feel like it's a waste of time and money to have conversations that are not being recorded? Ooh, interesting. Um, you know what's funny? I think this might actually be the problem with going no video for you guys. Because I used to feel that a lot more when we did no when we when we were doing Come Town and it was like I'm not talking to you guys yeah. off the clock. You know what I mean? It was like, cause, cause there's no video element. There's no nothing. But now that I have a studio and in my head, it feels like that's doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. I actually, now it feels like kind of a fun, you know, like a fun lo-fi activity to have, to have, uh, uh, it feels like, like oh, okay. what you guys are doing is playing acoustic podcasting and, and <laughs> video is electric podcasting. So when I'm just talking to my friends at the bar, that feels like we're jamming with a fucking, with a djembe and an acoustic guitar. You know what I mean? Like it feels like <laughs> right, 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 right. But yes, that used to happen to me all the time when I was when we were audio only for sure. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Also, you whenever you have to go out and like go to a party or something like that, and you just talk to regular people mm -hmm. compared to talking to everyone who's the best talkers right, in America right, right. every week. Like, is it <laughs> is it tough? Like I'm having a harder and harder time socializing with just regular people right 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 and just trying to keep keep the ball bouncing listen you know? to listen to hollywood the, tj right yeah, now i yeah. can't even talk to regular people i i'm just i'm too good at this shit <laughs> yeah, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, i'm yeah. not i'm not friends with any comedians so i don't know what it's like i don't know what that right. feels like when it's just you and a bunch of comedians riffing you know that is true that is a fun thing 
That is a fun thing. I think uh, Nate Bargatze had a bit about this where it's like his wife was mad at him because he would stay out late, hang out with his friends. But like his friends were all the best comedians. It's like the funniest people mm -hmm. on earth are his best friends. And it's like, yeah, they're a better hang. Than you. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I love you more. But it's like it, there's no way you can keep up with these motherfuckers. Um, true. You know what's fun? It's like my I just think like last year was so. La like the last couple of years, I feel like I'm not even a human being because it's like my whole life was like plain. I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm podcasting. I'm doing all this shit where it's like it's also don't get me wrong. I my response is also condescending to other people. But I'm like, I'm like, this is fun <laughs> being in a shitty going nowhere conversation. Mm -hmm. This is I, I forgot what this was like. <laughs> I forgot when, when no one knows how to yes. And this is like. Quaint, you know what I mean? It's like not, you know, it's like it's when you quaint. don't when you don't use your phone, you're, using your phone, you're like, oh, I just I'm I'm reconnecting, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of what it feels like. Where I'm like, yeah, let me go to the grocery store and talk to a guy about how the asparagus is on sale and it was good last week, and I'll I'll be like, yeah, dude, that's all. oh, that's cool. Maybe I'll pick some up. He's like, yeah, you should. And I'm like, you have a you have a good awesome, attitude. Man. Well, yeah, I'm thank gonna you. adopt some more of that. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. do now that you say that, I do constantly do that all the time. But yeah. I have you to do have shit a, like you do shit like that. I, 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 I usually I'll, have to be high, and then I just walk around and talk to people about asparagus, and that's my yeah. my Zen cleansing. I think talking. I think talking to regular people keeps it's you nice, dude. As you said earlier, knives sharp. I, I think that's what really. Yeah. Like if you can carry that through. You know, like your wife's friend you don't really like. You got stuck next to him at a party. You got oh, 30 yeah. minutes where you got a jaw mm -hmm. jaw with them. You can, you know, if you can do that, it feels like yeah. that's that's the the, the sharp sharpening yeah, that you need. Totally. It's Marlo it's Marlo getting his corners all over again. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we're we're <laughs> mm -hmm. we're chatting kingpins right now, but it's like you're at a party and you really crush a shitty conversation. You're like, yeah. This is just like this is like I'm earning it, dude. This is what this is what it was like. That's a real mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about me, Jason. I have to talk to I have to talk to drunk people and people that are on drugs <laughs> and act like that's yeah, you that's know, I have brutal. to I have to navigate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only made me better. It really has. It's only made me I can get in and out of a conversation like a like I'm Anna Wintour. Yeah. Like I'm pro. <laughs> See, I get trapped. That is a problem. I'm enjoying, but I, I like I don't I need to get the exit. I need to get my exits out cuz I actually do enjoy it but it's like when it's there there's like a timer, you know, where you're like, "All right, I got to get the fuck out of here. This is too much. This is run its course." Uh -huh. But I respect you. I respect you getting out of it, knowing how to slip in and out, Chris. That's that's the real skill in my opinion. That's the greatest. I mean, it mm -hmm. it's 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 like going to five parties in New York in one night. You can only spend 30 minutes at each one. Right. You know, you right. got to keep you got to keep moving if you want to knock all this shit out. Um, Only way to do it. Lastly, we talk about this with some people, um, usually musicians, but we'll talk about a, a moment in their life where there was like a sync, which is like when uh, one of their songs or something like that was going to be used in a commercial, mm. maybe a, a story about how something almost went well, but it ended up not working out or, or the opposite. You ended up having some random thing that ended up being very lucrative for you. Do you have any moments like that in your, in your career where something was about to happen and it didn't or the opposite? I feel like the opposite is my entire career. I feel like there was no chance come town was going to work. Like I was like, that's not like, it was like, you know, where this is fun, but it's like, who the fuck is going to listen to this? And then there was no chance. Like when I left, I was like, whatever, I just need to do this. I need to do my own thing, but it's going to take a long time. I'm going to have to rebuild slowly. I'll take some time for myself in the grand scheme of things. Immediately got a Netflix special. 
got a huge following online. That doesn't make any sense to me. And then this last, like, and then this last Ravens thing where it was like, I was just fucking around on Instagram one day when the Ravens lost. And th that video just became a thing that got me on the fucking Jumbotron at a Ravens game. And that, like, that's <laughs> like everything in my career has been a weird, fucked up thing that I don't truly understand. Like, I really thought I was going to just like, I was such a comedy nerd, dude, where I was like, I'm going to get. My material will be undeniable and I will get a five minute. I will be on Conan and then I will get a half hour on Comedy Central and then I will get an hour special. And then from there, I'll be respected for my craft. And it's like none of that has happened. Every, every, all of the, everything that's popped has been bullshit. People see the thing I care about the most. My live shows almost as like they get to them because they're like, oh, there's that guy from the podcast or the clips or the video. Mm -hmm. And it's like I like to think I can trick. I can convert those people into going to gawk at an online curiosity. I can convert them into stand-up fans, but it's like <laughs> the thing I thought was going to was what I wanted to do is probably the thing people think of me, maybe not the least, but like It's not number 1. It's not number 1. It's not number 1. It's if I'm <laughs> it's at least tied with four other fucking things. And so it's like, you know, I've just been riding that wave of like, hey, I don't give a fuck. It's like this is I still get to do what I want to do, but it's like everything else is kind of Help me pop. And I like to think I wouldn't be able to sell this many tickets. You get a lot of like TikTok people that like or whatever, Instagram people that like mm -hmm. can't put on a live show and then no one goes back. So I like to think the stand up's good enough. But at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck. It's almost like stand up is like, you know, <laughs> it's like the like it's almost like like the rich kid in the family where it's like it's gotten everything handed to it from like like <laughs> clips have been the the first generation of just like. We're out there accruing fans. What have you been? You've been at nightclubs just fucking around. And it's like, we're, we're out there getting engagement, drawing <laughs> people to the website. What have you been doing, stand up? And that, that's kind of what it feels like. But that's the one I love the most. So my whole career has been a weird, lucky thing that I'm happy to be fucking. So when right you now. say mm -hmm. so when you say like so at your shows now, you're selling a lot of tickets and a lot of those people are just like, I love this guy from Instagram. Is, is what you're saying. They're, yeah, I mean, not it started, like, the first tour I did, it was people coming to see a guy from a, from Cometown. Yeah, and yeah. I think that was the first time where people were like, oh, he's funny. Because they had no idea about me as a stand-up then. Mm -hmm. And I think I converted a lot of fans that way where they're like, oh, he, this is a completely different thing, but we also like him here. And then now a lot of people are like, like oh, I want to see crowd work. And it's like, I do like 10 minutes of crowd work in an hour. Like, I just do it to kind of warm up. I do it because it's fun. It's like you get to know the, the audience. You get to kind of feel like a real person instead of like a robot. Mm -hmm. But it's not my act in any sense. It's like most of my act is prepared jokes. So, yeah, it's like that's a lot of people are coming for that stuff. I think by this point, I mean, my first special did pretty well on YouTube. This special did pretty well on Netflix. I think at this point I do have a nice amount of like people who are core stand-up fans. But, yeah, you know, it's definitely not. I don't think it's the majority. I think it's like one of many things that draw people to my shows. I just found, I mean, like Jason and I have seen, we we went to see Joe Rogan a while back and we saw Tim Dillon yeah. pretty recently. And the the crowd feels like, oh, this is because you have a podcast that's yeah, very popular. For sure, for like sure. It does, it, does not feel, it does not feel like these are heads that love the craft. Yeah, yeah. It, I, think, I think a lot of people, I think, and that's something I don't like about, because like, again, I was like, like I said, I'm a, I, I grew up a stand-up nerd. And it used to be you had to like earn it with like four or five specials, like, you know, before 
Like you could start phoning it in and people will laugh at you no matter what. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it was yeah. like, you know, <laughs> Burrs talked about having after like four specials, you had to like work to keep yourself sharp because the audience was going to let, was going to do that for you. And like, mm. but it used to take like, you had to be established as a comedian. Now you can kind of get away with a lot of bullshit because the audience loves you from a bunch of different stuff. And you have to, I feel like I have to work pretty hard. I like to go into clubs and like, for this hour, I'm going into clubs completely unannounced, so it's not my fans. It's like people, they'll say special guest, and it's actually awesome because they think it's someone actually fan. They think it's like Dave Chappelle will be like, plus a secret guest. Mm -hmm. So people are actually now disappointed to see me, and that's the best. That's what it used to be like. You know what I mean? It's, bringing, it's keeping you humble, bringing you back to the good old days. Yeah, because like I love, that's what I liked was like, Making people laugh despite not yeah yeah because, yeah because you know what I mean not because of that you so, want to get feel like to dig out of a hole like you, you like you used to have to feels awesome dude I love I love having to dig out of a hole that's one of the best feelings in comedy yeah and just like a nice honest bomb like <laughs> oh I'd love to just really truly you know eat my nuts with no like with no like pity laughter or anything like that you know like because mm -hmm. um, yeah your fans if you get good enough at performing you can survive. You can survive even with bullshit, and I just want to make sure. Don't get me wrong. At some point, I can't wait to phone it in, but I think I need to do at least one <laughs> more. Like I need, I think I still got one really good special. And then it's in. Over. You got a We're lot to prove. It. You got a okay. lot more runway ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I want to do one really, really good one, and then it's like, all right, time to cash some bullshit in. Mm -hmm. Let's do a new one every six months. I'll hire writers. I don't give a fuck. Let's fucking cash these checks, baby. But I still want to. I want to prove it a little bit for you know, two more years and then, ooh. Okay. Then put me in Vegas. I can't wait till we're doing podcast residencies in Vegas. That's when it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we thought about, we've talked That's about that doing sick. like the daytime pool podcast episode. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's come, like the day, when we're old. Day party, how long yeah, gone? When we're old, that's going to replace like Celine Dion. It's going to be podcasters and I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait I can't to see, wait. I can't wait to see Theo Vaughn at Caesars. It's going to be great. Oh, he's the best. He's going to crush it, dude. He's the man. Oh, that's going to be sick. I can't wait to go do two weeks with, you know, two weeks on that residency. Hop on. That'll be fucking funny shit. Uh, all right. Thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure. Of course. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, fellas. It was a pleasure. And Thanks for uh, having me. Fat Rascal's on Netflix now. Fat Rascal on Netflix now. Listen to Stavi's World, the podcast. Um, all that good Stay shit. strong. Stay disciplined over there in Baltimore. Thank you, Keep fellas. off the grass. Keep off the booze. Mm -hmm. Start swinging those kettlebells. It. We're going to see a, a great transformation. That's right. That's right. I can't wait. Appreciate you, boys. Thanks for having me. I can't wait. You're gonna be all, you're you're gonna be on the Raven soon. We'll see you later. <laughs> yeah.